0: Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. This episode is focused on the steps IT leaders should be taking to prepare their teams for the next phase of the COVID crisis, and the ideas we're going to discuss today are broadly applicable to leaders of many other business functions as well. I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Settle, a seven-time CIO, two-time author, three-time CIO 100 award winner, and more importantly, a friend of the Lubar School of Business. Mark, you recently published an article on Forbes.com about phase two of the COVID crisis. Can you share with us some advice you provided to IT leaders? Sure, thanks for the introduction. So I, I've kind of reflected back, you know, it's, it's remarkable. The whole COVID crisis is really like 10 weeks old. Um, if you look back at when states initially um, came up with their emergency announcements and then started to restrict uh, people from going to offices and all the other you know, outside activities, so we've only lived with this for, for 10 weeks. And I kind of describe this for an IT group as a stress test. Basically um, IT groups can move mountains when they have a, a singular priority and they focus all their energies on it. And, you know, certainly bringing well, reconstituting operations in from a totally remote perspective, you know, was job number one for every IT group. And I think most of them did a, did an outstanding job. There were some bumps along the way, but you know, as long as IT knows, what it's supposed to do and what the what executives' are, uh, expectations are. Again, they can kind of move mountains. So, and there was also the thing that powered through um, the first phase was sort of an adrenaline rush because this was all new, different territory. And and again, it had such visibility within most companies. Well, I think what we're going to go into now, the next, say, 12 months or even longer, until there's really an effective vaccine that can be deployed both nationally and globally, you know, I think there is no new normal at this point. There's just a series of next normals as we learn more about what people are going to be required to do and what they're you know, willing to do um, and what they're going to be asked to do. And that's going to vary a lot from municipality to county to state, you know, across the country. So there won't be a one set of ground rules. So I think we're, you know, it's going to be a pretty chaotic period, So I would counsel all IT leaders and really leaders in every function to look back at the performance of their teams during this 10 week period and take a pretty hard look at what changes need to be made to get ready for this marathon that we're going to embark on for the next 12 to 18 months. So these are all pretty standard questions, but they're just particularly acute because of this new phase two experience that we're all going to be part of. So the first is whether we have the right skills on the team. And I suspect, you know, Uh, experience of the last 10 weeks, when not only were there new forms of infrastructure that needed to be rolled out, you know, new equipment being put in home offices, new collaboration applications being deployed, beefing up your uh, virtual private network to handle more traffic coming from homes, et cetera. Um, But there also was, was, uh, you know, a lot of activity around applications. So there were Sort of almost emergency changes to business rules with regards to invoicing and billing and return policies and cancellation policies, etc. And so you know the whole the whole team was um, engaged in, in responding to these things. And I think as a consequence of that, it's pretty obvious where there's some kind of a skills problem. Now the skills problem may be technical. Um, it may actually be um, in other roles like vendor management or project management or. Um, business relationship management you know, the ability to work constructively with your your peers in the business and some of the skills problems may just result from bandwidth you know you may have figured out well i shouldn't say you figured out but it's painfully obvious that there's a couple of people with certain skills that are on the critical path of two or three very major initiatives and so as a consequence you know it's, it's, been, it's even more difficult to respond to some of the strategic needs of the business so i think number one is you know the skill mix do we have the right skills And the second thing to look at is whether we're working on the right things. And, you know, IT groups have this hmm, congenital need to try to please a lot of different constituencies within a company. And so lots of different groups get a lot of little bits of attention from IT. And unfortunately that kind of comes back to um, the disadvantage of the IT organization, because then people, you know, feel like they're not, they're not, they're not getting the benefit of, of, you know, those several hundred people or dozens of people in IT because things seem to take so long to, to get accomplished. And so I think one of the dangers of the next phase two is to kind of lapse back into the way that um, requests and uh, initiatives and uh, you know, production support issues were prioritized in the past. I think you, know, you don't wanna just go back and rely on those procedures that constituted business as usual before February because we're not operating in a business as usual condition and, and will not for quite a while. So really have to ask some fundamental questions about, do we have the right procedures in place? You know, maybe we need a higher level of executive oversight from the functional teams to make sure that IT is having the most important impact and applying it, you know, its efforts in, in the most critical ways as we go forward. So that's number two. The third is, I, I kind of worry about IT groups Retreating back into operational metrics to kind of justify their existence and take some degree of uh, job security assurance that you know we're the data centers running and the network latency is okay and the number of tickets on the service desk are you know cranking along et cetera, and I really think that um, people need to redouble their efforts on, on measuring and managing to business outcomes and we all try to do this but most IT shops are replete with all kinds of operational metrics and I think it's all too easy. For the staff and managers to get focused on those, particularly in uncertain times, and lose sight of what some of these bigger business outcomes are that, that the whole group should be working towards. And so, especially the more senior management in the organization should really be stressing constantly what some of the you know the big outcomes, like why we're really here and how we can really move the needle as a team. So that's the third. And then the fourth area I want to touch on is you know the leadership in the organization. And I actually have quite a concern about all of this emphasis on communication um, that, you, that you read about all the time. So you, you and, and you experience, so if you're a leader, you're sort of expected to do a pulse check continually with your direct reports, um, hold some all hands events online, you know, have some, some periodic touches with maybe leads and other functions. I mean, just really redouble or re-triple the amount of communication um, that you would have normally have in the past, which is all well and good during phase one when, there's so much uncertainty and, you know, operating conditions have changed so dramatically. But I think if you're not careful, pretty soon you can lapse into a form of micromanagement where people, you know, are depending on you to be told what they're supposed to do next and, you know, be rewarded for things that should just be routine, that they should be doing a matter of course. And, you know, to me, micromanagement is a cancer in any organization. It really saps productivity because people wait to be told and it can really undermine innovation. People think, well, why should why should I come up with an idea? You know, I'll just wait for the boss to tell me what's important um, to do next. So I think, I think you've got to kind of take the pedal, uh, take the foot off the pedal a little bit, as far as this incessant communication that some teams have lapsed into. And I think redouble your efforts as a leader on performance management. And I know people are reluctant to do this because they feel if they start to, you know, put people on performance plans um, or even manage people out of the, an organization that will excite anxieties on the part of the other staff members. But you know, I really think that every every team member is under a new set of stresses in terms of juggling home priorities, parental responsibilities, um, you know, their their job commitments, maybe some financial anxieties as well. And although staff members are not going to typically you know, directly criticize their peers. Um, you know, they appreciate the fact that management is removing some of the impediments to their performance and, and giving them back some time so they're not compensating for the, you know, the failures or shortcomings of some of the other team members. And uh, so I, I really think that if there, if there are festering performance issues that maybe have been somewhat submerged or become more blatant as a result of the, the phase one stress test, you know, this is the time to deal with those professionally, um, but aggressively. So that's that's the prescription. you know look in the mirror, take a look at the skills um, that were required to get through phase one and think about the implications of what that means for uh, the next twelve to eighteen months. Make sure you've got the right prioritization mechanisms in place to navigate the chaos um, that's coming. Um, make sure the, you know we're moving the needle on some really big things and contributing to the corporation and not just managing internal operational metrics within i t and then, you know, leaders step up and be leaders and, and avoid lapsing into micromanagement and take a hard look at, at people on the team um, that you really just can't afford to, to, you know, keep for the indefinite future. And so with that, I think, you know, you really, as I said at the beginning, it's, there's no new normal at the present time. It's just a series of next normals that are totally unpredictable until, you know, we have the, the universal solution of the, the vaccine available. So I hope hope there are one or two pieces of advice in here that all of the listeners can take to heart. And thanks very much for the opportunity. You are welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for taking time to share your thoughts with us about phase two of COVID-19 and for raising those key questions about how we can prepare and lead ourselves, our teams, and our organizations through the next 12 to 18 months. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Good luck as you move forward on your leadership journey and check back with us regularly for additional episodes.